This is the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truths simple. Your hosts, Nick Burt and Aaron Apple. That's right. This is the Two Fish Podcast. You've made it. You've made it back. Yeah. Two Fish community. Thanks for tuning in. I am Aaron Apple, and across the table for me is Nick Burt. Yep. So we are excited about this week's episode. Uh, we're also excited. Uh, you can go out there and look up. Uh, we got a website, so twofishpodcast.com. We're official. It's official. So it's uh, really basic. It's got a link to basically our Facebook or Instagram and yeah. the Buzzsprout page. And we'll add some additional stuff to that. But uh, make sure you go out there, check it out, twofishpodcast.com. Yeah. Click on our Facebook page if you're not already part of that community uh, mm-hmm. and join that community. And then uh, be sure to share the episode. Uh, give us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or yeah. whatever platform you're using. Leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, please go do that. Aaron's not going to say this, but his birthday is coming up very, very soon. And so for his birthday from you, all he wants is a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Really doesn't do that much for us, but... It really does. So Aaron would very much appreciate your support for his birthday. So go do that. Um, this week, uh, I'm going to be honest. You said we were really excited about this episode. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really excited about this episode because it's super convicting. I feel like a lot of times we have these episodes and they end up throughout the research super convicting. Like, uh, I got to do something. I got to change something, which I think is a very good, if you're reading the Bible, and you're studying God's word, and you're doing that kind of stuff, and you don't feel convicted, man, read it again. Try again. Because there's got this is the inspired word of God, and there's always something. And here we are this week, and I'm like, gosh darn it. I have to apply what I'm learning here in my own life. Yeah, it's always difficult. And as you dive into the Bible and you begin to study God's word and what God has in store for us. If we live according to what the Bible tells us, it is convicting. There are things in your life that you're going to have to die to. There are standards you're going to have to kind of live up to. Mm-hmm. And I think today's topic's one of those. And I think it's a it's a struggle for for men. So Nick and I are, are both guys. I believe it's a struggle for for women as well. But we can only speak to the the side of men, but I, bl- I believe this episode's a, a struggle for mankind, yes, humans, humans in general, in general. And the topic is, of course, forgiveness. So last week when we were talking through Luke 17, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was preaching and giving parables. And at the beginning of that, in verse three, he says, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Now, if you didn't listen last week, we we talked about how in context he was talking about essentially false teachers or people that are preaching the word and they're preaching it wrong and you go and you rebuke them and you say, hey, you know what? I don't think this lines up. And they say, you know what? You're right. And they ask for forgiveness. Jesus is saying, hey, you need to forgive them. But, of course, looking at that word forgiveness, we can totally broaden that net and say, you know, in our lives, God calls us to forgive. When you do that, be careful you don't take it out of context. So Luke 17, 
uh, we believe he's talking about the preachers and the Pharisees of the time, but you can find this in other places, and we're going to dive into those other areas and, uh, and, and try and apply them to our lives and apply them. Yeah, we can't apply them to anything more than our lives. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And try and figure out how these apply to our lives and, and what w- we can do better as uh, brothers and sisters or believers of Christ. So when we dive into this, Luke 17, 3, one of the first things, uh, so watch yourself. If a brother or sister sins against you, I want to focus on a couple of words. The first one is rebuke. Okay. So to rebuke is going to your brother or your sister and saying, hey, either I think you're, you're living wrong as a believer of Christ. You're not following what Christ has for you in your life. You're... You're sinning or or whatever, or maybe it is something Nick did. Like, I think last week we talked about how Nick didn't have dinner ready when I showed up, and that was very hurtful. Yes, by the way, though, tonight, food was basically on the table hot, ready to go. So, Nick made up for that. <laughs> so, I forgave Nick for last week, because <laughs> this week was awesome. Um, so, that that process of rebuking, maybe we'll, we'll dive a little bit into that. And the other word in there was the must. You must forgive, right? Yeah. So forgiveness, rebuke and forgiveness, I think, is uh, what we're going to dive into this week. And those are really what stood out to me. So, And when I was processing this, I'm like, man, it's that man-to-man conversation that we try to avoid. And we say man-to-man. We, we mean everybody. But here at the Two Fish Podcast, Aaron and I, both men, like he said, And especially for men, that's a hard concept to go and to, I don't want to say be emotional, but be straightforward with someone. That's that's a lot of times men are too proud to do that. I guess we could reword that as have that one-on-one conversation, right? Go to your friend or your your fellow believer, have that one-on-one conversation about the situation. We can't just sweep it under the rug, right? Somebody offends us and it's somebody close to you, you're going to constantly hold on to that. It's going to be a grudge. It's going to be a division between the two of you, right? A a funny example of that is maybe you said to yourself, ah, whatever, it's fine. I forgive you. But a lot of times if you don't go to address that, it's going to sit there. It's going to be like a splinter under the fingernail. It's going to be there, and every time you touch something, it's going to hurt. You're going to be at family dinner. I love the way Dave Ramsey says it. When you borrow money from family, Thanksgiving always feels a little bit different. Even if they said, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It's still You're still going to have that feeling of, oh, I owe that person money. I owe, owe Uncle Ben money. So when you have, even though you've said, yeah, you know what? Eh, it's over. Sweep it under the rug. It's always going to be there. When you see that person, you're always Feelings are going to pop up, and you're going to go, ah, you know, that did hurt, and it's always going to come back. No, that's really good. That's really good analogy, and that dinner is going to be different. You're going to – you owing that person money, yeah. that's going to be in the back of your head, and then you being the person that never received the money, you're going to hold on to that. You're yeah. going to be – and you're going to be like, eh, maybe I won't ever do that again, or um, there's going to be some kind of – angst or grudge between the two of you even though you don't think there is yeah there's always going to be something so i found this in proverbs seventeen nine: love prospers 
when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. There you go. We got a little ahead of ourselves there. There in Proverbs, he's saying, man, you can sweep it under the rug, but love is only going to prosper between, and he says close friends, but any relationship. Dwelling on it is going to separate that relationship. Even if it doesn't feel like that at first, it eventually will. Because something will happen, it'll bring it up, and there's going to be tension there. And that's not what the Bible's called us to do, is have tension with everyone we walk around. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven. And Proverbs, once again, is focusing on that word rebuke, right? So it would be better to go to your friend and call them out than it would be for you to go and just whip them. It would be better for him and his soul if you went to him and said, hey, man, you really did me wrong back here. Yeah. And I've been holding on to it for far too long. Yeah. It would be better for him, and my guess is it's going to be better for you as well, right? Than what it would be to receive lashings on the back, which is does not sound exciting to me. Yeah. Now, let's sit there for a second. Because we kind of talked about this before the show is sometimes the person doesn't know they did wrong. And so that's what's important about going and rebuking. And I think we could interchange that word too, going and addressing something that had, that's been done wrong, whether it be something they're doing and they're living wrong and they're not living according to God's word, or they did something to you. You know, maybe it hurt your feelings. Maybe it talking about men, maybe disrespected you and you just, are harboring that feeling you're sitting there and kind of holding a grudge about it but they have no idea that they did that to you so here they are not knowing anything's going on while you're hurting because you just won't go address it and then let's say you go and lash out on them like proverbs uses the word lashes on the back of a fool you lash out at them they have no idea what's going on because they didn't know that they had offended you they didn't know or maybe they didn't realize hey i'm not necessarily living like I should be living here in this particular instance in my life. They have no idea, but you're holding on to it. So when that happens, you know, that causes bitterness. I could, I could probably do a whole podcast episode on bitterness here in my life. Is sometimes when we're hurt, we hold on to that. But that doesn't do anything. Holding on to that doesn't do anything to that person that you're bitter over because they have no idea. It just it takes, steals the joy out of your life. So what Proverbs is saying is, hey, it's better to go and address the situation than it is to hold on to it or even to just lash out on it. We need to go man to man and address these situations. I really like that. And the thought that came to my mind, I know quite often we're talking, we're going to be talking man to man in this situation, right? But husband to wife and our marriages, at least in my marriage, I don't know about everybody else's, but I'm <laughs> sure we're all in a similar boat when yeah. it when it comes to our marriages, either I'll say something that is hurtful towards my wife or she'll say something that's hurtful towards me, but that's the way I received it. That is not the way she meant it. But if I don't ever say, hey, like, am I hearing you correctly? Like, I think of the the love and respect book, Pink Hearing Aids, Blue Hearing Aids, which, what set you got in, in that situation. And if you don't ever go back to it and you just hold on to that later down the road you end up like you pull that out of your back pocket and throw it back at your yeah. your spouse and they're like whoa 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 that is not what i meant 
Yeah. That is, I don't know why you received it that way, but that's not what I meant back then. And you're trying to, like, you've been holding on to it so you can throw it back in their face. You've had that, you've been holding on to that bitterness where if you would have gone and, and either rebuked them or would have gone and, and said, hey, you know what? You hurt me here. You might have realized, oh, shoot, I've been upset over this for so long, become bitter of this for so long, and really there was no need to because I misunderstood the situation. That's why it's important to go right away, one might say, which is hard to do. How many situations I can tell you right now, that would be hard to do to go right away when I'm feeling hurt and say, hey, you know what? I just want to get clarification on this. And if I'm right, I want to forgive. That is hard to do, especially here man-to-man as guys. Yeah, I think too often, man, we, we hold on to that and we stew on it. And it becomes much bigger issue than what it was originally. Yeah. Like, we built a mountain out of a molehill for, for no good reason, right? Yeah, back to the marriage. How many times do you fight over something dumb and by the end of it you're like, what did we even, what, what started this conversation? Right. You can't even remember because it was so stupid. I think that brings us to the next story. And one of the earliest stories, I think, on this issue of forgiveness. Um, so we can go to and look at the, the story of Joseph and what him and his brothers went through. So Joseph's brothers, uh, it was like kind of jealousy, wasn't it? Yeah. And they ended up selling them into slavery. Over a coat. Over a coat. A flashy coat. A Louis Vuitton. His dad gave him some sweet, colorful coat. And his brothers couldn't stand it. So they sold him. So they were going to go kill him. And then the youngest son said, whoa, 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 we're taking this a little too far. Let's just sell him and maybe we'll make some money off of this. So we're going to hurt him, but we're also going to profit out of it. And we're not going to be committing murder here. So that's what they did. They sold him. Right. And then later in Genesis 50, 17, this is what you say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. So his brothers at this time, uh, their dad had died, and I believe their brothers wrote a letter to Joseph, and that that was how it started. His So Genesis fifty eighteen. his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. I think this is a really a great story because um, Joseph could have, man, he could have held on to a lot of bitterness and anger because he went through a ton. One, first thing, you're betrayed by all of your brothers. Like, they wanted to kill you. Okay, they didn't kill me, but they threw me into, they sold me into slavery. So I was a slave for a while, and he, and he was an honorable man, and he, and God kept promoting him, right? And then his boss comes against him for supposedly betraying him and sleeping with his wife, right? But he comes through that with God on his side. 
And he comes to this moment where his brothers come to him and they fall at his feet. And he's like, no, I, I forgive you. I'm going to forgive you because that is ultimately, that is what God wants me to do is what God's called me to do. And if I don't do that, I don't know what's going to happen. I've got forgiveness for you and I'm going to take care of you and your family. And they're and they're in that moment. Their family's made whole again. Yeah, it's been years, generations of them not being whole because they let this, as the proverb said, they were probably dwelling on it, and it separated them as a family. Yeah. So when I think of this story, what an extreme situation this was. Like you just described, years of his life, basically his whole life. What an extreme version of this. And Joseph was able to say, you know what? I forgive you. How many times in our lives the little things that we should forgive or ask forgiveness are literally nothing in comparison to what Joseph had to go through for years. How important it is to forgive even the little things in our own lives that maybe feel like big things, but in reality, they're not that big. So we can go to the Lord's Prayer for this in Matthew 6, 9 through 15. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today your daily bread and forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Verse 14, for if you forgive other people when they have, when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others for their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Yeah. So here Jesus is talking to his disciples. They say, Lord, teach us to pray. He gives that prayer to them. It's forgiveness is right in there. And then after that, he says, hey, but when you're praying, you need to make sure that you've forgiven other people. Because if you haven't, God's not going to forgive you. So right there, Jesus is saying, this is super important. Also, over in Mark, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and he ends up cursing this fig tree. And he's trying to explain to them that they need to have faith, and that if they have faith, they can do this too. And verse 25, he says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything wrong against you, so that your Father also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So a very similar concept of what he's trying to say here, but what he's saying is if you want forgiveness from God, you need to give forgiveness here on earth with the people around you. And then a final verse here that we can put in here is if he is in Ephesians, Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This word forgiveness is very important in our walk. And I think it's very hard for us to have this one-on-one conversation and come to this point of forgiveness. I think the devil uses this against us so that we don't come to this point of forgiveness between each other 
And I believe if we if we don't do this, we're harboring something, and it causes a division between us. And then God doesn't really work through us. It's I think it's so important to our walk, and that's just what's really been sticking out to me is if we're holding on or harboring that between believers, yeah. it's going to be, I don't know. Not only does it hinder our closeness with each other here on earth, like when we're not forgiving and we're holding on to things, not only is that driving the wedge in between us, but it's also the Bible, like we just read, is driving that wedge between us and God. Like our prayers are not going to be received the same. God wants us to forgive each other. And once we do, once we have that openness, I love, I heard a talk, we said the love and respect book, we referenced that. But in that book, he talks about, hey, my prayer life hasn't been that great. And the author of the book says, how are you treating your wife? And they go through this funny thing where he's like, no, 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 I said my prayer life, not my wife life. And he said, no, there's a direct correlation. If you're not forgiving and if you're not treating your wife how you should, and I could open that up and say, hey, you know what? If we're not treating each other like we should and we're not offering forgiveness like we should, that's going to affect our prayer life with God. And I think those are good examples right there that we just read there, especially in Ephesians there. Well, and you go back to the Lord's Prayer too, right? Like it tells you right there in the Lord's Prayer, like this is Jesus teaching you how to pray. Verse 11, give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Forgive us of our sins as we also have forgiven our debtors. So we've forgiven those that have sinned against us. Yep. Right there in the, the Lord's Prayer, he's telling you, you have to forgive those people. You have to go to them. You have to have this one-on-one conversation, and you got to hash it out. And in the end, you're probably going to end up in a better better place. God's going to be able to use your, your gifting more because you're not holding on to that. You, you don't have that bitterness in your heart. And then God, he's going to forgive you of your sins. Yeah. I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't in this, at least mention in this episode as much of a extreme example as Joseph's story in Genesis, how much bigger a story and how much more a sacrifice it was what Jesus did for us to be able to forgive our sins. John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. He did that to forgive us of all the crap that we do in our lives. Sin separates us from God. And so what he did is he sent his son to die as a sacrifice for us so that our sins can be forgiven. What an an extreme example of what the example, the ultimate example of what God has done for us so that our sins can be forgiven so that we no longer have that separation from him. Just like we said before, since forgiveness separates us here on earth with the people around us and with God, but sin ultimately separates us from God. And I think that is the ultimate example of forgiveness and what Christ did for us. No, it's really, I mean, there is no better example of that. And I guess the challenge coming out of this episode, if, if you are in this situation, you probably need to reflect on the situation. You probably need to go to your brother or sister. You probably need to hash it out because ultimately that was the example of God. And if you need a mediator in that situation, go to one of your elders of your church. Hey, man, there's a situation that I got going on, and I need to I need help addressing this situation. 
you don't you don't have to do it alone. But man to man, brother to brother, sister to sister, we need to forgive each other. And that's going to be the best way for us to continue to walk through our relationship with Christ as we walk through the Bible here on the Two Fish Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you go out and join the Two Fish community on Facebook and Instagram. Also, hit those subscribe and follow buttons so you don't miss next week's episode of the Two Fish Podcast.